Welcome to the Online Course Masters Show, where we learn from the best online course creators how to better create and sell our very own courses. I'm your host, Phil Ebner, and today I chat with Raymond Modulin, who is running his own real estate school in Indiana. This is a great episode for so many reasons. One, he's making over $250,000 per year with his online courses. And in the middle of this episode, something happens that will blow your mind. His entire story of how he got started and how you can do the same is coming right up. Visit OnlineCourseMasters.com for show notes to watch the video version of this episode and see an archive of all our past guests. Please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. The one thing you can do for me is leave a review for the show, which helps us expand to an even larger audience. Thanks, and let's get straight to the interview. Okay, cool. I'm here with Raymond Modlin, who is the founder of realuniversity.com. I'm super excited to chat with him. And for everyone listening, this is going to be a really cool episode where we talk to someone who started teaching online on his own platform and has grown his audience and is making over 250000 per year on his own platform. So that's super exciting. And for people coming from Udemy and these other marketplaces, it's going to be really inspiring. So welcome to the show, Raymond. Thank you. Thanks, Phil. And uh, thank you for asking me to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited. So for people who don't know anything about you, talk about your background and what you were doing before getting into online teaching. Well, I've been a licensed agent since about 2001. Um, honestly, I came from the nuclear engineering field, which is actually where my training is from Texas A&M and Purdue. I've got degrees and advanced degrees and was in the corporate world. And the old adage, I got fed up one day with the corporate world. And I said, I'm never going to have somebody else control my job. So I actually was an investor, owned real estate, thought I'd get my license. When I got my license, the instructor said, hey, you, you did pretty well on the test. You ever thought about teaching? So I went into teaching in 03, fell in love with it. I taught this course live from 03 to 2013, live. And 2013 is when the state finally said, okay, you can now go to asynchronous education. So we went online on 2013, and now probably 95% of all the courses go through the online. I still maintain a school, as you can see, kind of behind me, I'm in the corner. And we still do some live education, but uh, 95% of it's now online. Wow. Well, there's so much I want to get into, but first, let's uh, just talk a little bit about real estate in general. So you've been doing it for a long time, and you've seen the ups and downs. And in terms of people wanting to actually learn about this, how has that changed with the market for real estate? Or has it changed? Uh Oh, no. In 2009, I was married. And thank goodness I was married because in 2009, when the market really had the bad turn, I put 19 people through the school. That's 19 total. <laughs> in 2015, we did 1,185 people through the school. 2016, we just finished up our numbers. We did about 13, 1400 people through the school. So when the market was down, I could tell just by the attendance of the number of people wanting to get their license. Like I said, 19 to now 
1400 Wow. That's, so, that's incredible. I can watch the market simply by watching the number of people that come through the school. Yeah, yeah. So, and that was that was back when it was a live course, right? In 2009? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that was, well, the last, those last two numbers with the, the 1,400, that included the online, but in 09, it was just live. Uh, and I normally was putting still two or 300, you know, live courses back to back to back, and we put 19. And if it wouldn't have been the fact I was married and had a wife who was a school teacher, um, I probably wouldn't have made it that year. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, I feel the same sometimes with uh, getting started with my online courses and I was balancing between full-time job, but, and having, you know, doing, dealing with healthcare myself or health insurance, my wife covers me on that. So that's really nice because that's something I actually haven't even gotten into as an online teacher talking about dealing with that kind of stuff. Um, that's for another episode, though. So, so, yeah. um, so you're doing your online courses now, and just talk about how that started, and you know, back then, why did you d- decide to do it on your own platform, um, and just, yeah, what kind of courses are you teaching on it? We are uh, well. Let's do the easy question first. We do pre-licensing, so that's from zero to getting your license. And then every agent has to do continuing ed once they gain their license. Mm -hmm. So we do both the pre-licensing, which is our big ticket item, 500 bucks. Uh, Then we do continuing ed every year for them at $69 a whack. So those are the two major courses. Now, Real University, we also do home inspector. We also do mortgage and we also do title producer. So we get the whole spectrum of the whole real estate field, not just the real estate broker. So those are the, I went online. I've always been a techno geek in the, in the army. I was a computer programmer. So I understood the computers and I knew that that was the direction it was going to go. So when the state opened up and gave us permission to teach asynchronously, Real University was the first one in the state to actually get the permission to teach a course live. Literally all I did, and today all I do now, my online course is a recorded audio file of me teaching the live course. Okay. I, I tell people, I said, when they go, well, I don't do online. I'm like, well, my online's different. I meant you hear the same stupid jokes, you hear the same examples, you hear students ask questions. I tell people, if you close your eyes, you're literally sitting in a live class. The only difference is you got to call me instead of raising your hand. All right. So that's the big difference with uh, with my class. And it immediately took off in the state, mainly because, and here's my theory, very few people ever grow up saying they want to be a realtor. You know, they want to be a fireman or a cop. So 90% of all the people that come through the school are doing another job or retiring out of a job. So it's very easy for them to go, oh, I'll do the online because I can do it at my pace. Mm-hmm. I can do it at night, I can do it at weekends. I can do two in one day. I can skip several days. Where the live course, we have a brick and mortar building runs just like a school would. You'd be here nine to noon. We go every day for six weeks. Very few people can meet that schedule. So the online has gained tremendous popularity 
from those people that are switching careers. Uh, one of our biggest demographics is the mother whose kid just went to school, mm-hmm. you know, and now look for something to do so they can make the, the live course. But we get those transition people that, hey, I've got a day gig. I want to move to real estate. I can't come every day. Got anything else? Yes, do the online. That so makes that, Yeah, that makes yeah. total sense. So, oh, I got so many questions. But so for your cl- back to what your class is. So it's the audio version. You mentioned the the live program is six weeks. Is the online like would it take six weeks for someone to get through it, or how much content oh, is actually there? There's one of the things my platform is really good at is long classes. Mm-hmm. So like our class is ninety hours. Wow. So we have yeah. And that's one of the short ones. Um, uh, Our class is broken into 30 three-hour classes. Now, that one class may be five or six audio files or seven audio files, but each class is considered three hours. Title work, one class. Mortgages, one class. So that allows somebody to sit down in a three-hour increment, maybe do title work, and then skip four or five days go back on Saturday, do their section two. So the reason it takes six weeks is if we go three hours a day, five days a week for six weeks, that's the state mandated 90 hours. Got it. All right. So if someone now does it online and they're doing it online, typically because they can't come every day, the average is about three months for them to take the online from start to end. Got it. Got it. So, with the state, this is something I'm really curious, and people who maybe are, do real estate in other states are wondering about starting. How how does that work with the state? How did you get permission, and uh, what could you teach this without permission, or what what would it, that look like? You, every state has a commission, a real estate commission, which dictates the requirement to sit for the state exam. Let me give you a couple of examples. If you want a Series 7 license, which is a stockbroker, mm-hmm. you literally could walk in tomorrow, Phil, and take the test and pass it. Now, bar exam. You can't take the bar exam without the college degree. Mm-hmm. All right? So in Indiana, you cannot sit for the state licensing exam without going to an approved school. Got it. So there is no unapproved schools because they would not have the certificate. So uh, typically a student, we got approved by jumping through a bunch of hoops and we had to submit our floor plan and they had to come and inspect the building and our courses and our book and the quizzes. And once we jumped through all that hoop, they gave us the approval to be a live class. Then when they went to the asynchronous, we had to submit everything again and how we could mandate or how do we control that we make sure that they're actually watching for 90 hours. That's the hard part mm, is to yeah. make sure it play and walk away. So how do you so, do that? Well, that's where our own system comes in. You know, <clears throat> we have created a, a system where we overlay an audio file with a, uh, uh, like a PowerPoint and, Every time the PowerPoint transition happens, the audio file stops. So it requires an interaction from the student. So that may happen every 
40 seconds to two minutes. So theoretically, I guess somebody could hit the play and get up for two minutes, but they're going to have to come back and hit it again. Right. So that's how we have done that. And that's entirely, I mean, it took us, there's three of us here. It took us, uh, I don't know, a month to create this course. Wow. I mean, after we already had the course. Yeah. Just to set it up on your own platform. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because, yeah, taking, put, if someone's listening to this and if the rules are the same, say in California where I live, then just using something like Udemy or Teachable probably isn't the best option. Well, Udemy is its its, its own other beast, and I don't think a real estate course, uh, a, well, one that's like approved would even work on Udemy. Uh, you'd probably no. want it on your own platform. But even using something like Teachable or Thinkific, if you need that requirement for to get approved, that might be kind of tricky. So, uh, yeah, that's something that we'd have to figure out how to do. Yeah. Easily, the but. other, I mean, we haven't even got into the whole hard part yet. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of other stuff. For instance, there's multiple tests. They have to score certain scores on multiple tests. We have truly automated the whole system. Theoretically, and it's, I guess really, I have met people, and this kind of sounds bad for me. I have met people that said, hey, I went to your school. And I'm like, oh, Nice. Don't know who you are because we have got the system down now where they can register, pay, take the courses, take the three exams. The system recognizes that they did, in fact, in fact, meet the passing criteria and will allow them to print their certificate on their own without ever coming in or setting foot in my school. So the good thing that it's done now is it's opened my geographic range. When it was just live, you know, people would say, well, I don't want to drive two hours to come to a live course. Now, if you're familiar with Indiana, we're in Indianapolis, which is dead center. I mean, I get Fort Wayne. I get Louisville. I get in uh, Chicago people because with it being online, everything is done for them online. You know, we monitor the quizzes. We monitor the tests. We print their certificate. We take their money. We, you know, we check to make sure all of this. And that's why Teachable moodle uh thinkerific won't work for us yeah i mean there's such custom in this uh because of the requirements for the state that we had to come up with our own yeah well yeah but now it seems like you have this beautiful system that's (laughs) well oiled and running on its own that's that's awesome um what other are there other people now that have gotten into this this game in indiana that you're competing with yeah, there are actually only nine schools in the in the state that are approved. Of those nine, seven of us do online. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's the same seven. But here's the good thing. The continuing ed piece we do every year. There are 62,000 licensed agents in Indiana. And there are obviously probably another six or seven coming in every year. And I'm getting a portion of those. RECP is getting a portion of those. It's just now it's all boiling down to how well my SEO guy is getting my name out so that Chicago knows real university. Yeah, yeah. That's been the key right now. Well, I really want to get into that and how you're promoting it and how you grew it. But let's step back a little bit right now and just talk about going from 
selling your live course to 19 people to today and now having this online school, how just has online course courses in general changed your, your life? I mean, it seems like, I don't know how much you were making before, but it seems like you're making a lot of money now and it seems like something yeah. that would be pretty awesome. Over the last, uh, I've got a graphic I can send you. I don't know if I can pull it up. The last 36 months, I'm averaging a little over $17,000 a month in tuition. Um, drastically has changed my life financially and has lowered my number. I now only teach four live classes a year, mm -hmm. one a quarter. Mm -hmm. So I teach those 90 hours. And then most of the day, I either am building new courses for the continuing ed or I'm trying to expand the LMS system, or now I'm thinking like you and I are probably talking, is trying to find other companies that need this LMS system that might it, it be right for them. But it's so intense that I don't know who could you would want something this heavy. <laughs> I hate to use that word. Yeah, well, I mean, it seems like expanding, like we talked about before we started recording, expanding to other states is the next step and if they're the rules are the same in the states other states with requiring students to be in a class for a certain amount of time i mean if you have that system you can replicate it somewhere else but um yeah we've showed this system to one other guy and we showed him and i don't want to say patent pending because i don't think it's anything like that but when the when the when the guy saw this one piece he's like well that's well worth the price of admission right there that ability to control their time so that they have to be dependent and can't walk away and let the YouTube video play, which we know you can do or scrub through the YouTube video or I mean, all of that. This requires interaction every 30 seconds to two minutes. Yeah. yeah. So that forces to be in front of the computer, hear the information, and that's how we mandated to the state that they are, in fact, getting their 90 hours. And the state accepted that. Yeah. So with the live classes, uh, it's funny because I teach video production, photography, and among other things. But my friends and I have, like, just brainstormed, well, what if we did a live course and added that to our <laughs> repertoire of things that we do? But listening to you, it's like makes me think well why would I even do that because it's so yeah. much more time intensive and it seems harder to promote what what's the difference for you between the two the difference for me is obviously the live is a schedule it requires time out of my day it requires me to dedicate yes I'm going to be here early open the school do all that uh, whereas the online course I mean, I wake up in the morning and, you know, sold two online courses and it's beyond me who wants to register for real estate at 3 a.m. in the morning. But we get it. <laughs> I mean, I've got registrations on Christmas. I've got registrations at 6 a.m. in the morning and at midnight. And just that concept of being able to, you know, go out and play with your kid in the park and come back and you sold five courses while you were gone. Now, there's still a little interaction. The one thing I've noticed, though, is I now have become more IT. Mm. Most of my questions 
for the online or IT questions as opposed to, you know, knowledge specific questions. Oh, I can't log on or is the system down? I can't, has the quiz work? Things like that. Yeah. So. And are you working on the, it seemed like you were mentioning you have a, a team or are you working on this by yourself right now? No, um, I started by myself. I have a, a, a programming and I don't want to say degree, but from the army when I was in the military, but that was in the old, remember COBOL? Mm-hmm. I heard, my dad's I worked on COBOL. Yep. <laughs> well, I'm probably the age of your dad. That's why. Um, <laughs> So I put something out on Craigslist and the story and you and I didn't get a chance to talk. I got scammed out of the gate by this guy that said he could do it. So my second list was to a guy. I said, I want a programmer that can program PHP, but he must have a 317 area code, which is the area code I live in, because I wanted to be able to reach out and touch this guy if I had to. And one, some guy answered and said, yeah, I, I live in this area. And that was three years ago. He started as a contract guy. He built the system. I went through, told him how to do this. Then he came on as a full time. And now he's actually a minority interest in this uh, venture. Nice. So he has built the system from scratch based on the guidance that the state has given us and the things that I wanted to do and, and all of that. Uh, and then we now we have a third guy that is basically doing all of the Google SEO kind of stuff uh, to make sure that when someone types in Indiana real estate license, that real university pops up. Yeah. Nice. So there's. Like, OK, cool. Well, I've been hiring out <clears throat> kind of contract work here and there to do all kinds of things. But the more that I think about it and the more that I think about just expanding. If I really want to expand my own business, having someone who's more dedicated, maybe not full-time, but just has like consistent hours and can kind of commit themselves to being a part of the company would might be better in the long run for me than just hiring one-off people here and there um, to, to help. Because I'm finding that I need a lot of help. And like you, you probably get a ton of questions with the IT stuff. That's that's where I spend a lot of time too, answering how do I get my certificate? How do I how do I log on? All that kind of stuff. So, getting help there well, would, would be beneficial. I will tell you, I had that same thought because my biggest fear is my IT guy all of a sudden decides he wants to go do something else when he was contract, and then it would literally take me a month probably to unwind everything to get a new guy in to understand what his programming was and what module does this. It's much easier for me now that we're making a little more money to bind him to me by going, okay, here's the deal. You're now going to start making a profit on what we do so that now he's incentivized to stay and I'll never have to worry about that. Yeah. He's invested in the growth of the company. That's, that's great. Yeah. So talking about marketing, um, you said that you were the first, company to get approved for the original classes and now with online what what has been your strategy to make sure you're ranking high what kinds of things are you doing well the strategy currently is i've got a guy named anthony who's into this seo black magic mumbo that i don't really all get with the keywords and and 
does all that. Prior to that, let me say that I've got one niche. The fact is, because we are a licensed required school, meaning we donate a lot or generate a license. If you were to call the state real estate commission and say, hey, I want to get a license. They would send you a list of all the nine schools and I'm on that list. So my biggest marketing component is actually the state itself. Because they just freely tell everybody, here's the courses, here's the classes, go to one of these. And then, of course, they always call and go, okay, what's your hours? How do you do this? What's your price? So a, a large component. And we track where the student comes from. Mm-hmm. You know, we ask them, commission, was it a Google ad? Was it a Facebook ad? Was it a YouTube ad? Are, are you referred? And now the one thing, though, with me being now teaching both live and online for 13 years, about 45% to 50% of my people are returned students or referred by someone else coming into the business that went, hey, I went to Raymond, go call him and he'll take care of you. God, oh, that's perfect, yeah. Yeah. Are you enjoying this episode? We hope you're learning to become a better course creator. If you wanna fast track your success, get the free seven step guide to success at onlinecoursemasters.com. Now let's get back to the show. So you mentioned ads, so you're doing at Facebook ads, Google ads, YouTube, those kinds of kinds of things. Uh, we just started YouTube. We've been real big in the Google AdWords since Anthony's been here, and Anthony's been with us now about ten months. So prior to the, to that, we didn't do really anything, you know. And since Anthony's come on board, we have now seen a dramatic increase in just the Google search that has come over. And I would say our cost of acquisition for a client now is somewhere around $3. Wow. So and you're very- selling the course for how much? $499. Oh, man. that That's making some people uh, drool over here listening, I'm sure. I also got a $30, uh, $40 book in there, too. Okay, cool. Wow. Wow. Well, that... Yeah. <laughs> The overhead for the course online is about 50 bucks and we're selling it for 10 X. Wow. That's incredible. I'm yeah. I mean, I haven't really, well, you have this niche with real estate and being in like a licensed field. That's, that's kind of maybe harder in some sense to do, but also you can sell it for a higher price and get those margins compared to just the skills based learning that I'm used to on places like Udemy or, or Skillshare. That's... Yeah. And didn't Udemy just cap the price on their courses? I have heard. I don't know. I don't use Udemy. They've gone through different caps, but now the cap is $200. But the yeah. they, if you opt into their marketing, which is basically how you can make money on Udemy, otherwise I would uh, recommend just doing your own platform, they're discounting courses to $10, $15, $20 almost all yeah. the time. So that was one of the things I think I heard on one of your podcasts when somebody said they were making three or $400 a month uh, on Udemy. And I'm like, oh, I'd have to shoot myself if I was making that. No. <laughs> um, which once again is probably plays into why we have developed our own system. Now I will tell you, I've probably got 
sixty to eighty thousand in this system. Oh, yeah. By the time you hear the original price I paid the the IT guy, and now the hourly that I pay him, and the and that you can easily say that if you went from dead zero to where we're at now, you're probably sixty to eighty grand in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's an investment for sure. What kind of yeah. content marketing are you doing? Are you doing blogs? Do you have a YouTube channel of your own where you put any tutorials out or anything like that? We've got at realuniversity.com. Um, we've got a blog page. And typically what I do is I like video. Uh, so I'll do eight or 10 videos with Anthony and then he'll just drip them out every eight to 10 days. We do have a YouTube uh, at Real University. If you just go Real University on YouTube, you will actually see some of the courses mm -hmm. because we use YouTube for a long time as one of our delivery methods. Our LMS uses video, audio, um, text, and this new system we got called presentation. So if you go to YouTube, you can see, you actually can see the course. The problem is you don't get the certificate and that's truly what people are paying for. Because to sit for the state exam, you need my signature with my code number on it. So the reality is, I could put a lot of this stuff in front of the paywall if I wanted to mm -hmm. and just charge certificate. Because that's the key component in this system that they need. Interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's something I want. Do you know how many people. Are there any people can you, that you can tell come just from YouTube and finding you a video of yours? Well, I hesitate to tell you the number because it's we've just put our true first Facebook marketing out and it's like four. Mm -hmm. And I meant literally just it. Mm -hmm. Up until now, it's been Facebook was where I started. Anthony came along. He structured all the Google stuff. And now he's working on YouTube. Um, so the one good thing I will say is all of those ads have a high rate of success. Most people don't click through to the, to our site mm -hmm. until they're ready. To... So, it. you know, we can follow four clicks from YouTube has turned into four sales. So we can say, well, it's a hundred percent, even though it's only four clicks, very few people would click sign up on our site and never buy, mm -hmm. you know, being a ticket item, they pretty much know they want to get the license before they even come to the uh, our site. Yeah, right. We've got real high percentage of click through, you know, 80, 90 percent on Facebook ads. Now we've got 100 percent on YouTube. But I equate that to, like I said, very few people shop the school. Yeah, that makes sense. Something that we were talking about before we started recording was and this can probably be translated for people who are in other licensed fields. How did you go about creating a course on real estate for, for Indiana versus just general real estate? How does that work for the different states? Well, every state has their own commission. California has one. Um, they dictate how many hours. So the good thing is where you guys might, for whatever course you're doing, you have to come up with, well, what do I want my student to know? What do I want it to learn? The good thing is the state literally says, here, here's what you need to know in Indiana. And they gave us a spiel 
and said, you know, these eight pages of outline have to be covered. So we went out and found a book that covers all those things, set it part of our uh, uh, permission to get authorized. We gave them book and they said, yes, we approve that. So the commission said 90 hours. Here's the outline. So literally, I didn't even have to come up with the outline. You wow. know, they want three hours title work and eight hours on this. So it just became a method of take their outline, flesh it out with this book that we use. And it's been the same outline in essence since 03. Now, there's been one little change in 2014. But other than that, your commission will do the same thing. I could petition right now and say, I want to open a school in California. They would send me an application. They would also then send me, here's our outline. I would then have to send back how I do that outline. And they would, you know, say, okay, there you go. Now you have a license to teach. Just follow this outline. That gives all the California people what they need to know for our state. I mean, then each state has its own separate laws. Mm-hmm. So Indiana's got rules. Illinois may have a little different rules, um, things of that nature. And then if I want to move to another state, which you and I kind of have talked about expanding, the general body of that would just go along. Now, you may have to alter it. For instance, Illinois, I believe, is like 75 hours, where ours is 90. Same topics, you may just have to pare down, oh, instead of two hours, I want one hour of this then their laws would be a completely separate. When you take the state exam, you take two tests. You take one on general body and then one state specific. Mm -hmm. All right. So Mm -hmm. in California, you would general and a state specific. And we would just change the state laws. Got it. Have you thought about or would it be a viable option for you to just take the general content and try to promote it as like a general real estate course and then even before you go into different states but try to promote it to other people in other states well i have not but you know at a first glance i would say you probably would not get the approval from the commission Mm. because part of that course part of our 90 hours 10 of it is state laws Got so it. if they say, you, if you want to be approved, you would have to teach X and Y that equals art. And that Y would be a state law portion. Yeah. Uh, there, there would really be no benefit in, in anybody taking the general body because they would still need the state portion from somewhere. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. So as you're expanding to or thinking about expanding to other states, Uh, We kind of talked about how you're looking at other companies in Chicago who might be doing this already and kind of using what they've done to expand. Are you thinking about purchasing already taught courses and selling them through real university? Or are you going to just take the curriculum and then reteach it yourself via an online class for these other states? Well, it... The, the concept that I've got right now would be to buy an existing school. Mm-hmm. And if there's one out there for sale, get a hold of me. <laughs> um, buy an existing school that already has their curriculum developed. We would leave that in place. And then on top of that, add our system and record a live course and almost mirror exactly what we're doing in Indiana 
only it would be an Illinois course or an Ohio course, then the concept would be when you log on to real university, you would click which state you needed to go to, go to Illinois, and it would pop up with all the Illinois law and the Illinois content. The Indiana would be the Indiana content. So I would still need someone on the ground, so to speak, yeah. in that Illinois school, because the plan would be still to teach a live course there. There is still a small population that call me and go, hey, I want to do live. Yeah. And we make that available four times a year. And what I found is most people will say, I want to do it live. And I'm like, okay, next one's like right now. The next one's not till August. So I get people go, uh, I don't want to wait. Okay. Then I explain, hey, our live is online our, or our online is a live course. Yada, yeah. yada. Okay, I'll try that. I have given people the option to do the online. If they don't like it, they can set in on the live course. Just transfer their registration, so to speak. And what's the price for the live course? Uh, the live course is $4.99. Our online course is a monetary value of $4.59. So there's a discount for doing it online. Wow. Well, and that's, if they want... Hmm. That seems like a pretty um, low price for a live course. That's six weeks. Yeah. People, and believe it or not, I've had people ask me, hey, I've looked at you, I've looked at some others. Why are you cheaper? Mm -hmm. And one of the things I like to tell them is I'm not really a greedy guy by nature. And there's really only three of us that I really have to sustain. So I can mark down, you know, 50, 60, 70 bucks over under someone else. And especially as you just found out, our profit margin is really high mm -hmm. that we can still make a profit and pay two other guys even at the four ninety nine. I probably could go up to five ninety nine and meet competitors, mm -hmm. but I kind of like the idea and I hate to say the cheapest. I, I'll go with the word most economical. Yeah. <laughs> Because our, we don't have a high, high end management. Me, Nino, Anthony. That's it. Yeah. Well, just thinking about this, I'm sure that you probably. Can I show you something? Yeah, show me something. Just while we were talking, <laughs> someone registered. Since we've been talking, two people have registered for the course in the uh, 43 minutes. <laughs> That's, I'm going to have to take this little clip from this show. For people who are listening, you can watch this on the Video School Online YouTube channel. I'm going to have to take this clip, and this is going to be why you should do online courses. We've got Raymond showing me a screenshot of $459 coming through PayPal <laughs> for his class. That is just, that's amazing right there. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, someone just bought the online now, the one thing I will, the one thing I, I do that still does require me is I actually mail out the textbook myself. Mm -hmm. So I will put the textbook. So there is a, I, 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 gosh, I guess I lied to you. There's another $6 in mailing. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're about 50 bucks all in for this. And so, um, yeah, that's, I was going to ask, because you talked about how the online course is just the audio of the course, but then it sounds like there's presentations, they get the book. Is there anything else that they get through the online course? Well, I mean, we've got quizzes after every chapter mm -hmm. that allows them to practice. We've got a couple of videos of me doing some specific real estate math about commissions and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but because it's a live course, Literally, I tell the people when they call, I said, you know, you can follow the book and 
the course follows right along. You'll hear me say, hey, on page seven, there's the chapter where, you know, or, or the paragraph we're talking about. And then I'll go through and go through. On page nine is the chart. So they can literally sit with their book in front of their screen and listen to me talk just like you would a lecture mm-hmm. in college. Wow. So they cool. still do a textbook. It's a 623-page textbook that comes with the uh, course. Wow. And yeah. once we get this announcement that I just got, what I'll do as soon as we get off here is I'll put it in the mailer, put the label on it, mail it to the guy. He has access right now, so he can start listening to it immediately. Mm-hmm. And the book will be into him in you know two or three days. We send it first class, United States Postal Service. He gets it in two days. That's that's awesome. I think having uh, getting something physical also just makes the whole experience. I don't know, just a little, feel a little more full or something like that. Feel like they're getting a little bit more value from the course. <laughs> Yeah, that tangible part, we tried to go to an online where we would buy from Dearborn online book mm-hmm. and put it in the system. But I will tell you that that little piece of tangible book that people hold seems to give the course, one, more authenticity, and two, it does make it feel more real that they're in a true class. Mm-hmm. So... <clears throat> While it costs me a little bit more for the printed book as opposed to an online book, I think the value that it, it extends to the student is well worth it and, and tremendous. Yeah, um, It's just a matter of there are days like I may buy a course, somebody will buy a course on Saturday. Oh, crap, I got to run to the office real quick because I didn't bring any books home. Yeah. Grab a book, put it in the mail. Yeah. So. Well, that's that's awesome. Well, I'm just thinking about all the expanding to other states, and I'm sure you're thinking, you're seeing the numbers roll in your head, like, man, like, if I could just expand to a couple more states and multiply my revenue, and I'm wondering, like, do you know, like, I, I don't really know anything about Indiana versus Ohio or Illinois, I, but I'm sure California, there's a, a bigger market for realtors, but also it might be more competitive. Do you know how other states line up in terms of that? I mean, you said there's only nine or something schools in Indiana. There's only nine in Indiana. I will tell you that at my first glance, I looked at Florida, and Florida's market obviously is booming right now, but I know of at least 22 that I counted when I was doing my search. Mm-hmm. So obviously I feel that I probably have a much better class. I have heard some of those classes where um, I get people that have come from other schools here in Indiana that are online and they've let me listen to the guy and basically, you know, he's reading out of the textbook and today we're going to be talking about title work where mine is more of, Hey, how you doing? We're going to be doing this today and I'm up on the board and don't forget. And on top of that, we haven't even talked about, it. I'm also a stand up comedian. So there's a lot of comedy in, in the, to keep it lively, keep people awake. Um, but I feel that I, my product is probably really good. So it's going to be a matter of getting in. And I expect the first year or two to be kind of slow, but it will exponentially pick up by word of mouth, mm-hmm. just like the Indiana has. Yeah. You know, I, I pretty soon, um, you know, the numbers that you and I talked about as far as sales, and I'm only doing like seven or eight or 10% at last calculation, when I count how many continuing ads I've done versus the ones that are out there, Mm. 
you know, I'm doing 6,000 out of 62. So there's still plenty of room for me to just market better in Indiana and gain a double that market share. I can double my income without even really going anywhere else. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's, yeah, you don't want to spread yourself too thin with all these other ideas if you can do that right right at home. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's what my business coach likes to tell me. You know, why don't you just get more of Indiana instead of going to another state? Because my theory is, well, all I really need is 6 or 8% of Florida and look at the numbers I can be doing. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be. I don't know. So I got I, I guess, just, just a couple more questions. One I'm just curious, so you're doing the online classes. Are you doing anything in real estate yourself anymore, or is it just kind of teaching it now? No, I maintain a brokerage. Under Indiana law, I have to maintain my broker's license. I've got 13 agents that work for me. So I actually run a whole separate company, a brokerage company called The Modeling Group, where we do real estate. Wow. The good thing is that allows me to keep current on the laws, it allows me to have scenarios as I'm teaching. One of my style of teaching is I just don't tell you something. I will put it into a real life example. And I've done $90 million worth of stuff over the 16 years of my career. Um, so I've got plenty of examples in the system. But yeah, I do maintain a brokerage as well. Got it. Cool. And what is your time commitment for on your courses versus that? Um, the brokerage is actually, I have an operations manager who actually does the day-to-day issues. I'm, get this, I'm actually the training director in my own brokerage because mm-hmm. education and training is, is what I really enjoy. So while the brokerage maintains my name, Joe does the operations of the day-to-day when 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 an agent comes in and goes, hey, I need a question or something. Joe does most of that. When it comes time for, hey, we're going to have a training class, that's presented by me. Now, the one good thing it does, I have had, and I get people that get mad at me all the time for this, I'll do a deal and somebody on the other side of the table will do something. I'm like, hey, man, you know you can't do that. Weren't you paying attention in class? Yeah. <laughs> you got to disclose that or you got to. So I get people that don't like doing deals with me Mm. simply because they pretty much a stickler when it comes to the rules and, and how the system works. And you know, they're go, Oh yeah, I thought we'd do this. No, you can't do that, man. You got (laughs) to do it this way. Chapter eight. Don't you remember that? Yeah, (laughs) that's good. So what's, what's your final or go ahead. I was going to, I guess to answer your question, I probably spend 70% in the school, 30% of my time mm-hmm. is training my own agents uh, because I have found a way to not be the go-to guy on the first level of inquiry mm-hmm. from my, you know, I've, I've got an operations manager in there as well. Yeah. Wow. Well, you're running a lot of stuff. Really cool. What's your final piece of advice for someone's listening to this, they're living in another state and they're thinking, man, I could do this. What's what's your maybe best advice or the first thing that they, they need to do to try to get into this? Oh, man, that's such a tough question. <laughs> One of the things I would like to say, and I think you started down that road, but we kind of got off of it, was a career that requires 
them to maintain education. Something where there's a required CE. The problem that I have with teachable, and it's not teachable itself, it's people that put a class out on like, here's a class on, and I don't want to offend anybody by any means, but here's a class on, I don't know, let's how to swing a golf club. All right. Mm -hmm. There's really no end or answer. People could take it. They could leave it. They could stop halfway in between and go, ah, who cares? But if my class gave them a certificate that they had because of continuing ed, and most every profession now is going towards something. Teachers have continuing ed. You know, uh, my son works as a plumber. He's got continuing ed. If you can get a course where they have to have that goal at the end of, of completion, where your completion right now becomes 100%. Mm -hmm. You don't get students dropping out because they need that certificate. Whatever field that is, the medical field, the health field, the real estate field, the mortgage field, anything where there is a need to complete the course, I think is probably a strong way to start looking at it. Yeah. You know, if teacher out there and you want to teach courses so that other teachers can get their CEUs, financial planners have to do continuing ed, you know, so there could be a whole theory. And realistically, with my platform, I can literally take the content out, put new content in for the financial planners. Mm -hmm. So that's concept. Uh, of course, I don't want to spread myself too thin. That's what we were just talking about. To use my LMS for somebody that is creating a long course that requires some proof of the course. So yeah. the first thing I would say is wherever you want to teach, make sure you find the niche that requires them to complete it. And that's the best I can do, man. That's great. No, I think that's super important. And no one's really talked. We haven't talked about that on this podcast. So super eye opening. Uh, this has been really great. And I'm excited. Just, you know, I just met you through this podcast, but to keep hearing about what you're doing and what goes on with Real University. For people listening, they can find out more and see what you're doing at realuniversity.com. But is there anywhere else that you want people to go to or if they're teaching this? in California, but want you to take control of it. How do they get in touch with you? <laughs> um, you can just email me Raymond at real .com. We have a Facebook page, you know, slash real university, have a Twitter page, you know, at real university, uh, YouTube, just search real university. You can contact me through any of those ways. Perfect. Um, there's help forms on the webpage, all of that. Awesome. Everything if at real university. Okay, cool. Awesome, Raymond. Thanks so much for being a part of the show and uh, good luck with everything in the future. Thank you, sir. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, there's no better way to learn how to create and sell online courses than heading over to onlinecoursemasters.com and downloading your free seven-step guide to success. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the show wherever you listen and make sure to leave a rating. If you do, I might even read it on a future show. Help us reach our first 100 ratings. It'll just take one extra minute of your time. Thanks, have a beautiful day, and we'll see you next week on the next episode.